And we're back. Season four, episode four, right? Sure. Sound about right? Sure. And I guess, you know, the season counting thing, I guess this is like the fourth season that we've talked about football in some sort of a podcast format. So uh, we have, as always, my friend and yours, Kook Sutra from Tuscaloosa. How we doing? We doing. We doing. First, uh, first football game in... Uh... In Tuscaloosa for the season, and uh, the traffic is crazy. I mean, the sweaty masses. Yeah, and it's only it's, rolling. It's, the game time temperature tomorrow is supposed to be ninety nine degrees with high humidity, and we already have you know like eighty thousand new people into uh, the town, which is just it's crazy. And that opponent is your New Mexico New State, State Aggies. <laughs> That'll be a fun day at the office. For yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, and we have someone else uh, joining in today. Live from Pullman, boots on the ground. What's up, Long Ball? Hey, I'm honored to be here, coming to you from downtown Pullman. You are? You're right downtown. That's right. Right above the coffee shop. Yeah. You betcha. Good stuff. Are people rolling in for the Northern Colorado game? Oh, the RVs are lined up on Terreview since like Wednesday evening. We're ready to go. Wow, that's great. I hope we get a good crowd. Are you hearing a buzz about like numbers? Are they... I'm here in low 20s, but who the hell knows? Yeah, I don't think it's going to yeah. look great. I think uh, just keep the camera panned on the field. And, and on uh, the students. Yeah, you know students the students showed. Up. Yeah, they yeah. showed on a three-day weekend. Good for them. Turn it up. That's what we need. That's yep. the energy. That's the juice. So, so um, great to have you, Long Ball. Really happy you're here. Oh, um, thrilled to be here. We'll quickly talk uh, i had some final thoughts after last week i I, um we'll quickly talk about some final thoughts to put last week to bed and then we'll look ahead to this week's game as well as the rest of pac 12 we'll just quickly go through some some thoughts and ideas on each so i um i wanted to start out though i um i went back and watched the game again I, i watched of course when it happened but then i watched the replay after some of the people had chimed in and some of the interviews and stuff and some of the quotes and um, I have to say, I think I was a little harsh on the D-line. And the reason I say that is that it's not like we came out of the game with all these great raw numbers of like hits and sacks and all that stuff. But it, after watching it again, it looked like they were getting home a lot better than I thought. My initial gut was that we weren't getting home all that well, but there were a lot more, a lot more hurries in there that I thought. There was, there was, there was, uh, there was a lot of uh, Atkins, the quarterback, on the move a lot more than I realized. And he actually did a good job of getting away. Um, but I don't know. I just, I felt I was a little harsh uh, on the D line. So that was kind of my takeaway. I mean, Eric Gordon was amazing. The receivers, everything was wonderful, but that was something I feel like I missed the first go. So I don't know what you guys think. Uh, my only ad is that uh, Clay said on um, Wednesday <laughs> that um, no, I was, asked that I, question. I, 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 no, I, yeah. I wasn't even going to the hashtag humble bribe thing. About, you know, Theo. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't going there. I wasn't going there. But what he what he said is that. Uh, um, in addition to saying that, uh, that my question was was a good observation, which with uh, a smile too. That with was a smile cool. too. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, is that he said that that the guy was uh, getting rid of the ball in for the most part in under two and a half seconds, um, and he was, and he was. So, when he wasn't, he was rolling away. Right, and so, there were two intentional grounding penalties too. Why does that happen? Pressure, you know. So anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that, that was it. That was it. I mean, okay. it was you know, it was getting the ball, getting rid of the ball really quickly um, against some you know very uh, very vanilla coverage. The only thing that I would say is that 
um, you know, some of the, the play on the edge and, and, and even so some of the, the penetration up the middle um, is just not what I was looking for, maybe looking for too much. Um, yeah. But, um, but it was also, you know, I think that New Mexico state had some really good skills. Um, I'm not convinced necessarily that their line is very good. I expect to watch Alabama blow them up right and left and center. Yeah. Um, and I understand that we're vanilla right now and that we're trying to not show anything before Houston. Uh, but, um, but they got to play better. Well, you, speaking of off the edge, you know who the number one graded pass rusher in the Pac-12 was based on pro football focus for last week in the Pac-12? Willie Taylor. Nandi Aguayo. Yeah, Dang. I believe it. So here's a question, Sean, if you watch, you say you rewatched this. I did. They paid attention to the line. Yeah. Um, Tell me, so we had some kind of surprise starters there uh, for me, at least. And I'm parachuting into Cougar News a little late uh, this season because of my work schedule. But I am surprised that one we had. Okay, so straighten me out. Is it Block or Brock? That's on our one's a D lineman and one's a linebacker. Carson Block started. Uh, yes. Actually, it was his first career start. We had five new starters on defense, their first ever start. and that's, So is was that what we expected there? I mean, just like the talent that we have on this defense, what, what was that start about? I mean, that's not our best guy there, uh, maybe like assignment-wise or discipline-wise, but we, have, we know we have much better athletes than that yeah. on the team now. Um, another one uh, was where's McNugget? In the yeah. middle, like, I, you know, Misi is a guy that got experience last year, and, and I can totally see him winning the job and being the guy there, but I didn't expect to not see McDougal. Until the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what? So those were some surprises, and I'm like, you know, that's not the kind of athleticism I expected to be featured on our D-line, which to me was completely why it was as – underwhelming uh, of a performance against a totally inferior opponent as it was because we weren't starting the dudes we expected to be starting that would make us more dominant so you know I don't know what's going on like are are those disciplinary starts did those guys really win the job um are we having like an attitude issue with some of our guys who expected to win jobs and that's not how this team works um anyway and, I, and what did you see? Like, you looked at it more closely. Did you see any indications there that... I did see... Actually, Block got home on a couple of pass rushes, but he just whiffed on the sack. There was one in particular. Atkins slid right inside of him and got out of the yeah. pocket. He, like, broke containment. I don't know, though. Sutra, have you heard anything about Block and why he's starting? Or I haven't heard anything in... Nomdi was dinged up um, per Nomdi. And, uh, and the yes. other thing that their coaches talked about is very clear with McDougal is that they're sending that message early on that playing time is going to be dictated by effort and practice. Um, yeah. So there's a quasi disciplinary thing that's going on there where they're um, sending messages that, uh, that the effort has got to go up during the week in order to be able to see time on Saturday. Um, and they're providing teeth with it, with it, you know, by having these guys sit. So um, some of my senses is that if they improve their effort during the week, then, then we're going to see, a shift towards the type of personnel that we've come to expect. And if they don't, we won't. Well, I guess this is the time of year to play with lineup combinations too. And yeah, I mean, it's not the preseason, but you know, it kind of is, I guess. Oh, <laughs> it's to- Mexico it, state, yeah, it, Colorado. It, it totally yeah. is. And as you know, yep. we talked about on, 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 on Monday, 
um, you know, this is a game to, uh, to get, you know, some first half work in and then with a short week and a road trip to, to rest those starters early and often. Um, so this is really is going to be an exhibition for the, for the second, third and fourth stringers, I think. Well, yeah. And, you know, and then you can go on the defense too. I mean, it was a whole different deal after the first couple drives and really, they really stepped up. But, I mean, you're starting two new safeties and a new corner. Their first ever starts. Right. So there was going to be, you know, there was going to be not mistakes. And they, they didn't make killing mistakes, but they, um, they weren't going to be perfect right out of the shoot. And they certainly weren't. But I think it was – I felt – I'll just say this. I felt a lot more encouraged watching it again and then mixing that with some of the quotes we heard from Clays and Leach and some of the other – things this week i feel a lot better about the defense than i did coming out of the game I guess. clay's had a quote taking on uh, sutra's uh question in the mailbag that was great i mean he said something like kind of acknowledging that we were pretty basic and that we're gonna you know eventually we're gonna let them loose a little more yeah that we, that we held back and i kind of you know i needed to hear that i wanted to hear that but yeah it didn't explain away to me some of the personnel decisions we had made and I mean, if right. that's what we're hearing out there, that these are statement decisions in these early preseason games, great. Yeah, do it right. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, like, and to Sutra's point, I mean, you're going to be playing. What do you suit up at home? On, don't we get, like, 80 guys that get to suit up or something crazy? And with the, with the red shirt rule as it is, you can play in four games. And yeah. everybody's in love with the transfer portal. Let's throw my name out there and see who loves me. I, I say play the play everybody, <laughs> play anyone who's got a uniform, get yeah. ready, you know, clear the bench. Let's go. Just get, get three or four scores up and then just let's go. <laughs> That's all. So, all right. Any other thoughts on last week before we move forward? And the offense played too. They did. <laughs> and they were, they did. you know, yeah. You were was, there. That was right? more, yeah. They, that was more as expected. Um, I mean, what'd you think of Eric Gordon? Oh, I thought that was a pretty cool first effort. Um, we've seen these first games go horribly for us in the not-so-distant past. Right. So that was awesome. And then, uh, I mean, Borgie, talk about, I, I thought he was overhyped. I was worried. It's like, oh, come on, we're not going to even give it to him that much. And he didn't get a ton of carries, but just being that productive with what he got. He only had one uh, reception, I believe. Which, yeah, it was like two little checkdowns. Yeah, so he's yeah. clearly a, a weapon, a valued weapon uh, yeah. in this offense, but it isn't all about the pass uh, with him. That's pretty interesting and encouraging. And I, I think his Heisman campaign, maybe not for 2019, but for 2020 is well underway. Well, um, on Gordon, though, I mean, Shane, I remember sitting with you at the spring game several years ago watching Luke Falk, and it was just hold, hold, yeah. hold, hold, yeah. hold. And I remember you going, get rid of the ball. And contrast that with what you just saw with Gordon, how fast that thing was coming out. Yeah, and throwing to spots, just throwing where he thinks yeah. his receivers also read the same thing and are going to go to. Uh, you look at that ball that we just started off right away with that deep shot. Uh, which isn't like the, it, it, that's not the bread and butter of this offense, but no, you know, right. Maybe away, it is this year. <laughs> yeah. Right away. Yeah. We went over the defense uh, to to wide open to Roderick Fisher, to a guy who'd never even caught a touchdown before. Um, and there was no hesitation in that throw. He just pumped it out there to an area and, you know, Fisher ran right under it. 
that was awesome. And that's different. Um, and, it, you know, we didn't even – Minshew last year was more decisive, but we weren't downfield a ton. And if you no. listen to Gordon talk after the game, you know, you're like – you look at that stat line and you think, what, what could you possibly even worry about? But on my rewatch of the game, my, my big thing was in the third quarter, he really did uh, – he slowed down quite a bit in the third yeah. quarter. He got cold there for a bit and missed some shots downfield. And his post-game thing was all about, you know, I had shots downfield. He had one. He had two to Bernard Bell, one where he was pretty covered, but one where he just missed. He was he just wide overshot. open. Yep. Yeah. And those really weighed on him. So that might be more part of the game uh, with Gordon's arm back there. I think you, get, you just have a little more arm uh, than Minshew. And he's not indecisive in that no. at all he's pretty you know he's pretty sure where he's going and but yeah when the competition ticks up we're going to see uh just how real that is but that was the first impression nice and sutra what are you hearing down there in tuscaloosa yeah uh, no it's just what Cougs? yeah what i what i put up on on the the twitter is that uh is that little sutra um has uh contacts um on the uh defensive side of the ball and i'm not gonna um, say what their impression was of, of, of their upcoming opponent uh, this <laughs> week. Um, but, uh, but the question uh, that, uh, that was asked is, you know, what were the thoughts about Washington State? And uh, the response about the offense is that they're really great. And, um, and then um, immediately um, a uh, certain um, uh, defensive uh, player who shall not be named um, said that uh, Des Patman is uh, easily one of the top wide receivers in the country. Um, wow! So, uh, yeah. so that's pretty cool to be able to know, you know. And it's, you know, of course, these guys are all watching, you know, game film and whatever else. But to be able to actually know the name um, of uh, of Des Patman and to be able to rank him um, in that class um, shows that uh, that offensively we might be something pretty special this year. So it's pretty cool. Very cool. And whereas like five years ago, if you would have mentioned the word Washington State in Tuscaloosa, they'd be like, where? Yeah. yeah. Are you the Huskies up there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool to see how far that's come. So, um, but I mean, who argues with that right now? Des Batman is uh, the box checker. I mean, what doesn't he do? <laughs> pretty amazing. So, all right. So I guess we can put last week to bed and start thinking about this week. It's already Friday, so we kind of have to, right? Um, pick, let's pick the pack. Let's pick the pack. So tonight, Sac State at ASU. Anybody have any thoughts? Or just on three, we say Ugh. ASU. <laughs> yeah. ASU, yeah. You know the the one thing that I'll that I'll say for uh, having lived in Sacramento <laughs> for nearly fifteen years, and you know loving my <laughs> loving my mighty Hornets, yeah, uh, is that uh, you know Taylor is uh, um, you know the former. Utah um, uh, offensive coordinator and Iwu offensive coordinator when they when they spanked us, um, he knows a little bit about uh, about ASU and played against uh, you know Edwards last year. So um, so scheme wise, um, this is um, uh, this is one that I you know has the potential to maybe be interesting for a half because of of, of you know that familiarity and whatever else. And he's a, he's an awfully good OC. So. Um, so I don't know if if uh, if they have any weapons down there, but at least you know there, there's a chance that uh, that things could be interesting. And you know, based on last week, you know, it'd be great if ASU just won like seventy-five to nothing. You know, we 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 need blowouts. Yeah, at this point, after what happened last week, we yeah. probably do. 
If um, Sack State had held on to coach Jody Sears and, and, and assistant coach Paul Wolf. shocking defeat of Arizona State in 2011, you know, this I would have gone all in on Sac State, <laughs> but they made the decision to move on, and so they're going to get stomped. There we go. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, that's tonight. Northern Illinois and Utah. 10 a.m. start tomorrow, by the way. Interesting. Uh, Utes are 21-and-a-half point fave. What do you think? Never schedule the Salukis. No, that's Southern Illinois. Who are these guys? The Huskies? <laughs> They're the Huskies. Directional, yeah. They're the Huskies. Northern is a dog. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either one. I guess uh, never schedule the Huskies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ever. Tra- total trap game. <laughs> so, I think you're taking Utah. <laughs> I don't know what elevation uh, Northern Illinois is used to playing at. Zero. But- yeah. <laughs> it ain't Salt Lake, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll take Utah. Sutra, I imagine, are the same. Here's a 33. Yeah. So they'll, they'll win and cover. Nebraska, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, the, I'll, 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 I'll jump out on this one because I, this, is, this is my preseason, uh, my preseason, you know, big win for the uh, Pac 12. Uh, I'm, I'm picking Colorado to win tomorrow, uh, 27 to 20. Buffs are getting four, by the way. Yeah, they're going to win straight up. And this is in Boulder, right? It is in yeah. Boulder. Twelve thirty game. Yeah, yeah. Old I, rivals. Yeah, oh. I like the Buffs here. I, I I don't think that Scott Frost's situation has has arrived for him yet. I think, yeah, I'll take the Buffs at home. Did you guys watch Nebraska last week? It happened to be yes. on where I was. And they were not handling. No, an FCS team very well. The, the they one... needed three like turnover touchdowns to win that yeah. game. Really, it was like a yeah. one-score game late or something. Yeah, you know those Sun Belt teams like the mighty South Alabama from the great city of yeah. Mobile, Alabama. They're not, you know, they're they're middling. So you know, those are games. You know that if you if you're sleeping, they'll stick around and make things uh, really ugly. I just think that you know early on with Colorado, um, you know, when, when all those offensive weapons are, are healthy and they're playing in Boulder and everybody's jazz and whatever else, I, I, you know, I think that Nebraska is going to do kind of the same thing that we did when we were getting our sea legs under leech, which is start slow and then, you know, end with a flurry. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I'm picking, uh, picking uh, the buffs. And they know what they have I mean, in Chenault. They use him everywhere. They've got him running yeah. the ball on reverses, all kinds of stuff. They do. No, you got to involve your guy, and he's the guy. I um, I, I think Nebraska's at least a year away too. I don't think they're they're close yet. I'm su- I'm still surprised they're even ranked. I think that's just all hype. But um, no, I'm going with the Buffs too. I think I think they win and cover also. Maybe it's a three point game, but I think they'll win at home too. So San Diego State at UCLA, mm-hmm. which in sudden suddenly is pretty urgent <laughs> at uh, Chip Kelly way. <laughs> They're 0 and 1 and look like crap against Cincinnati, and they got a big one next week against Oklahoma. San Diego State's no layup either. What do you guys think? Man, that's exactly who you don't want to play right now if you're UCLA. It's like a not a ton of credit for winning, and you could very easily lose, and you'll get hammered. UCLA's an eight and a half point favorite too, by the way. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, seems high. Oof. My confidence level for the Bruins in that game is pretty low. I'll pick the Bruins, but I'll pick them. They will not cover. I think it'll be like a four or three point game. I think they'll probably win. But yeah, they they didn't look very good. I yeah. What are they good at? 
well, they're athletic at quarterback, and then I guess it kind of stops there, and then they're not even that good at quarterback. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Give so, me so eight, what do you think? Give me eight clap, 30 to 17. Really? Yeah. Okay. You're down. I'm down. Uh, Nevada at the Ducks. <laughs> hmm. Ducks are getting 24. That seems crazy high. Especially after the emotional roller coaster of last week. Uh, one thing I'll say, I heard Jim Walden in a quick and, interview and, this and week. Nevada beat Purdue last week, just yeah. that, you know. Yeah, they did. Yep. And Purdue, who knows how good Purdue is. Anyway, I really quickly, I heard Jim Walden say he talked to some people on or, in Oregon after the game. Apparently, he said that the report from the sideline was it was just a complete train wreck at wide receiver because of the injuries and the guys they didn't even take with them. They couldn't even get people. It was a they couldn't even get people lined up is what he said. That's how, that's how out of sync and awful they were. And, you know, I, I, earlier this week, I said how disappointed I was in Justin Herbert, but I kind of have more sympathy for him. He didn't have anybody to throw to uh, how, de- how depleted they were so quickly in that game. But anyway, what do you guys think? Yeah. The ducks have to show me something before I buy in against Nevada. It's tough to bet against them, but they took down a big 10 team already. Uh, it, yeah. uh, until they show me, I, I don't have a lot of faith in that either. I think that's a hyped up team right now. Um, I mean, sitting on the riches we're sitting on at the receiver position to even hear oh. things like that in a program that recruits the way they do doesn't give me confidence that things are getting done the right way there. How is that even a possibility? I mean, inju- injuries happen, but my yeah. goodness. Well, Walden made it sound like, I guess, apparently in the whole second half, they were trying to take a tight end and turn him into a wideout. They were like splitting him out. He'd never done that before. And now this week they converted him to wide receiver. They really don't have a choice. So anyway, um, I'll pick the Ducks to win. I don't think they'll cover the 24. I think they'll win, though. Sutra? Yeah, I mean, 48-24 kind of sounds sounds pretty good to me, So, um, which is – And that's know, covering, I guess, or right on the number. Uh, it's, yeah. It's a, yeah, push. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say, uh, I'll say um, Ducks win, but don't cover. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, I'll do like a 35-21, like a, like a two-touchdown ugly – Ugly win. Yeah, yeah. Are we're we gonna we're gonna see about what goes on with that duck secondary though. That's gonna be an interesting thing uh, because obviously you know Knicks couldn't throw the ball worth a lick. Um, no. so, so we're gonna see about whether or not you know what what Oregon's uh, secondary looks like. So it'd be an interesting game to uh, to pay attention to just for that reason. I think. All right. So now it gets spicy. Cal, you dove. Cal, salty. <laughs> yeah. Huskies are getting. 14, depending on where you look. Some places it's 13 and a half, but that's a lot of points. I don't know. What do you think? Sutra, you got some thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm going to take the dogs um, uh, and uh, to, to, to be able to cover. Um, I really? think that the, yeah, I think the question in this game, I mean, I love the fact that Weaver came out of the last one and, and said that they're going to go up to Seattle and win. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I think that the big thing with this game is that I think it's going to be really physical. Um, and so, you know, the big thing for, uh, for UW with uh, USC later in the month, and obviously they look like they're the walking wounded, but then BYU, we'll, we'll see about whether or not they, they take on some injuries in this game. Um, that would be the thing if I, was, if I was a Husky fan that I'd be worried about is, you know, how much is Cal going to pound on them, uh, particularly that offensive line. 
Yeah, a super physical game early in the yeah. year when you maybe you haven't been hitting all that much. You only got one game under your belt, and it was a, a blowout. You wonder. Um, what do you think, long ball? Yeah, so, again, like, you know, what have I seen from these teams lately? Uh, <clears throat> until they prove me wrong, there's just too much here for UW in this game. I, yeah. This is going to be, a, you know, a battle of pride between two defenses that both think they're the best in the Pac-12. I think when you get one defense getting more help from its offense than the other, you're going to get frustration on the other side. You're going to get a lot of penalties uh, on that secondary for Cal. That's awesome, but they're on the road. They're going to be getting frustrated. I can't – I mean, it's hard to envision Cal scoring in this game. Um, so um, I could see kind of a runaway affair here uh, on Mont- – like just because of the imbalance. You have a team that's pretty balanced against a team that just hasn't shown up on one side of the ball for – uh, over a season now, so I would predict yeah. a beat down in Montlake. So they'll cover, win and cover. I think too, so. Right? I mean, I, and I yeah. don't think it'll be huge. That's a tough defense, but I, you know, I think like a like a twenty-eight to seven kind of thing. Yeah, I was, I was right. thinking, I was thinking twenty-eight ten. Yeah. Yeah, and I got, I, I mean, I tend to agree to an extent. I did watch uh, the the sixty, uh, the Pac-12 rewind with Cal extremely unimpressed with that offense. And I know that this are some are trying to spin it like, Oh, they just got off to a rough start. You should have seen him at the very end of the game. Well, I, even then it wasn't like they were waltzing up and down the field. And I, it, they look a lot like they did last year when they were sputtering around. And I, I can't imagine they're going to go into Seattle and put up any, any kind of offense that that's going to get them a win. I do think they'll score like 13 points or something. I mean, somewhere in there, but I don't, I, I think they can keep the score down maybe like a 27, 13. So right around that, that number, yeah. but I think Washington wins too. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't, I can't see Cal winning that game. You but, can't ever like, forget so what, that Washington is coached by Chris Peterson. Like that's just our right. new reality. Whether we want Absolutely. it to be or not. And they, you know, they were a mess when they went down to Cal last year and there was infighting on the sidelines with Browning and they were, all that crap's gone now and it's a new era. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Stanford SC, which is very interesting <laughs> already. Yeah. After just one week, both quarterbacks are out. Costello's out. So, Shaney, what do you think? Gosh, I don't even know where to go with that. I mean, that's too much new information. Made a process. Yeah, he was ruled out. out. Costello <laughs> was just ruled out in the concussion. I mean, obviously, you got a program with a ton of pressure on it that's in a kind of a death spiral versus the most solid program in the Pac-12 that almost automatically rattles off nine wins every year. I, uh, I'd have to go with Stanford in this one. Uh, but, it, you know, USC could come out with their pants on fire. They're reading the headlines, too. I don't know. Yeah. They have talent. They have tons of receivers. I don't know. The line's anywhere from three to one, Stanford. Uh, in one, one instance, they're giving one. One instance, they're getting three. So it's kind of all over the board. So it's – I mean, it's basically a pick em, essentially. So The gamblers are as confused as we are. Yeah, with the quarterback uncertainty yeah, too. Sutra, what do you think? Um, I think that you know that this game is uh, is going to epitomize about how and why it is that David Shaw winds up winning eight or nine games every single year. Um, right. You know, I, I think that 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 it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, but I think you know at the end the the, the backup quarterback um, for Stanford is going to be better because Stanford's going to be more disciplined. 
Um, and in a close game, yeah. discipline is, you know, what, what, what decides it. And uh, so, you know, Stanford is going to, you know, wind up being that, uh, that team that's not very good that wins those games anyway. And that's a sign of a team that's really well coached and really, really disciplined. And that's, that's their program. That's why they win nine games every year. Yeah, they have this things what they, they can do. fall back <laughs> yeah. on that they depend yeah. on that they know they can do well. Yeah, and they'll retreat right into those for a game like this. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to go Stanford also. And then, you know, meanwhile, it's a good thing USC beat Fresno State. When you look at, like, their next five games, Stanford at BYU, home against Utah, at UW, <laughs> at Notre Dame. I mean, that's one in five if I ever saw it. Oof. Maybe they'll win one of the, maybe they'll win one of those. I don't know which, but uh, I well, don't think they'll be yeah, Stanford either. I, I agree. I mean, this is a it's a huge one for for Helton's job, and you know, and Oregon's Oregon's schedule. I mean, sorry, Stanford's schedule isn't a picnic either. I mean, they go no. at, they go at UCF um, next week, and then then they come home and play the Ducks. So um, right. So it, it, I mean, it is a really big game for 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 both teams, and um, but yeah, let's let's go, let's go with the cards. Yeah, Such, I think Stanford's it, just better equipped. It's yeah. an unfair debut for the air raid in a blue blood program. Like that's that's been the yeah. dream forever, right? What can this system do with true blue blood program talent? Finally thought we you know were going to get the answer, and it doesn't look like we're even close. Like, yeah. well, there's the, the air raid is so prevalent now, and it's so successful at places like Oklahoma. At least variations that's of true. the air raid. Yeah, I mean, it's not pure Each, air raid, but yeah. You know, we've led the Pac-12 in six of the last seven years in passing, and the one year we didn't was Jared Goff. Right. So running um, the air raid, yeah, the bear raid. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's it's a damn good system when you've got the right pieces. In oh, for so. sure. Yeah. I just think you know, for yeah. the remaining doubters out there, they're going to look at this. Yeah. If it goes down in flames, they're going to point at it and laugh, and it's oh, they'll piss ridiculous. all over it, yeah. as they love to do. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. So okay. So uh, Northern Arizona, Arizona. Chris Ball, Northern Arizona, right? Yes, sir. Isn't that, isn't that his, <laughs> his outfit? Yeah, um, I, I, think I, Cavs... I was saying that all week up until up until Wednesday, I actually thought that we were playing Northern Arizona. So I thought, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was getting my Northern copious hello, hello, Chris Where? Ball like thing going on. And I was like, oh yeah, we're, we're not we're not playing them. So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Noel Mazzoni will find a way to be able to keep score down, but uh, but you know Arizona will win. Yeah, I, I like the cats too. I'm all Long in ball. on the lumberjacks on this one. Are you? No doubt about it. Take it to, to the win. Bank. Sure. <laughs> to beat Arizona, okay. No, I I wouldn't put any money on that, but <laughs> you're not betting uh, your daughter's college fund. <laughs> not not today. Not yet. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. All right, and then uh, the last other game other than Washington State would be Oregon State at Hawaii. Oof. Interesting game. Yeah. When you think about it. The uh the mighty Hawaii Rainbows. Slayers are... of Pac Pac twelve teams. Yeah, lately, and they're they're a six and a half point fave. Six or six and a half, depending on where you look. That's a yeah. that's a tough place to play. That's a tough game for the Beavs. Nine o'clock start Oof. too. Oh my yeah. gosh. Big and if I'm not mistaken, I think it's on like Facebook or something weird. It's not even <laughs> like it didn't even qualify for the Pac-12 F team. <laughs> I couldn't even make the effort. For no, it, it's like it's like Facebook thing and then like that archaic, you know, Hawaii feed thing. I remember like paying like 10 <laughs> bucks to watch like, you know, 
blurs of JT Levenseller trying to be able to take them <laughs> on it. Um, and then we get our ass kicked, and yet I was still excited for JT. No, it, it, it was it was it was it was like a two touchdown game. I think yeah. the, the final score, maybe the final score was twenty four seventeen or something like that. And and we okay. you know we had just ensured that uh, that Washington was going to have a defeated season and stuff. So it was it was it was pretty uh, pretty great. You know, okay. you were probably thinking way back to the Jason Gesser starting debut yeah. in like game twelve at Hawaii. Where they, they like won. went out of their way to injure him, and we won like fourteen to ten in a slog. And that fest. was a good Hawaii team too. That was yeah, like Jim Jones and the, wearing the way and all that. Yeah. So that like portended the future that you know we had something that was going to be good there, but yeah, it was an ugly game. Uh, I I think it's going to be a big time shootout, um, and it's a you know it's a game that the Beavs have to win if they have any you know shot at at, at you know getting three or four wins this year. And um, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to back the pack. Um, I am too. And uh, and yeah. say that uh, that 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 the Beavs are going to actually figure out that if you can run the ball, um, you'll not only score almost every time, but they'll be able to keep their horrendous defense off the field. Um, so, uh, so I'll go Beeves 38, 36. Yeah. I like it. Shoot out. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, do, the, I'll do the same, but I'll even go like 45, 31. A little bit bigger. Yeah. Comfortable. I, I would like Luton it. I will, like it. Luton will carve them up. Keep the, keep their offense off the field a little bit. All right. I like it. Last one. Northern Colorado, Washington state. <laughs> Gut check time. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to dig deep here. I mean, yeah. Clear the bench, stay healthy, win big, and get ready for Houston. If you can't That's get up out, for this right? one, then. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be there, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's Shane? a 2 o'clock yeah. kickoff. It's a dream come true. That's fantastic. Oh, that's great. You can get that done. So much of the night still ahead of you. That's great. Sutra, take... any thoughts? Uh, I think that that um, unleash hell. Well, I think unleash hell <laughs> for a half, and then yeah, um, and then you know you get the backups in there. The thing is, is that you got to figure that based on what we saw from Gage last week, that he's gonna he's gonna do pretty well, and then probably gonna get the the Cam Cooper show. So I think that you know I'm just gonna go with pretty much a repeat of last week. Maybe we'll we'll take six points off. Um, I think Gordon plays the first half plus one series the second um, and then sits down. I hope that Borgie sits after the first quarter. Um, yeah. I, hope, I hope Woods doesn't play at all. Um, and uh, so I'll go, I'll go 63-6. Got it. Longwell? Yeah, I think that's a great pick. I do hope that we sit some guys earlier. I would like to see Gordo stretch, continue to stretch into the second half just because – uh, the, these snaps are the only experience he has in yeah. his career. And, and the more, the better, especially, you know, we're, you know, with Gabrud right behind him, it's not, uh, it's not an emergency if anything happens like it has been in the past for us. So um, get him the experience, leave him in the game, but definitely we know what we have in a lot of these guys. Uh, we have a ton of guys that can play four games and preserve their red shirt that are the future. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of game where I want to see us start getting them some live action, some snaps. And then, yeah, let's sit Woods. My goodness. What, you know, how is that even? I don't know what the condition is, but 
yeah, what does that kid have to prove? To yeah, us? don't don't you dar play him. I, I feel I feel the exact same about Max Borgie after the first um, yeah. after the first quarter. I mean, give this is a great opportunity to to just stick Macintosh out there um, for the better part of the entire game and let him totally screw up his blocking assignments and you know get all <laughs> that stuff on tape. Get Basil um, in there. And, get yeah, yeah, exactly, and and just you know start to start to build depth at that position, um, which I think you know if, if they can if they can figure out I mean a, a guy who is a legit number two, um, then that pretty much completes the the offensive arsenal. But I don't think they have that guy yet, um, and boy oh boy would it be disastrous for us to lose Max. Yeah. Um, so get him out early. Lots of reps for Macintosh. Definitely. Those running back reps are tough too. And I, I heard a little interview Reggie Bush gave earlier in the week where he talked about how just even a small amount of touches, like 10 or 12 touches. And there was a week where he had to help his wife had to like carry him into the bathroom just to use the toilet. I mean, he was so beat up yeah. and he said, even just the, the most average looking hits. I mean, Gronk was talking about that not too long ago about, some average hit he took in the Super Bowl, and he was like crying for two weeks. It hurt so bad, he couldn't sleep. I mean, it's just the game is so brutal as it is. But man, yeah, you, the the tread on the tire for for Max is huge with what's coming up. So I couldn't agree more. Get get your touches and get out of there. So and, and I don't know what's going on with Jahad Woods. I mean, I know everyone's up up in arms about you know there were hot and heavy rumors he was going to be out for a while, and then there was the video of him like running past Clay's and full full pads. <laughs> Maybe hinting he practiced. I don't know if you saw that long ball, but yes. there was a video of him running yeah. by. He's like, oh, I guess he, he looks okay. But full, uh, full denials from Woods. Yeah, and you know he totally, uh, he obviously practiced, and you know, but it's just one of those things where you get a guy, you know. So if he's playing, it's because he had something like a stinger. So you know that he has it, um, and you're playing against a team that can't beat you on a short week, coming up yeah. Friday night against a team that is you know loaded offensively. Why in yep. the world would you risk him getting dinged up and then not being able to play in that game? It's just, you know, so build some yeah. depth and build a contingency by, you know, sliding Sherman over or whatever over to Will um, um, just in case it is that this thing turns into a lingering thing and just, you know, let number 13 just sit on the sidelines the entire time. Right. If you're going to miss a game, this would be one to miss. Yeah. Today, I'm sure. So. All right, fellas. I think we're uh, we're ready for the weekend. Uh, any, 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 picks, any picks on the national games? Uh, LSU, yeah, we got some huge Texas, games. Yeah. Uh, oh, LSU, uh, Texas. Beast. And uh, Clemson A&M. I mean, all in on Clemson, but LSU, Texas is a mm-hmm. coin toss for me. No idea. You know, I heard Tom Herman was like 12-0 and against the spread in those last 12 games as, as coach, and they're an underdog at home. Makes him the national champion in Vegas. Right. <laughs> Which is all they care about. That's you know? all that matters. you doing us a number. Who cares if you win or lose? <laughs> I, um, I like Texas myself. I do, I do I think, too. I do I like too. Them. Yeah, that's going to be hot in there. You know, that place is going to be jumping. And, uh, yeah, I, liked, I think Ellinger is a stud, and I think, I think they're going to get it done. I'm not a big believer in, in LSU's quarterback either, Burrow. I just yeah, – he's okay. But, um, yeah, I like Texas. LSU is where great offenses go to die. They don't <laughs> ever sprout there. 
But they have like nine starters on defense that every, will be every in the NFL of next their year. Receiving coach drafted <laughs> yeah. in the first round, but they can't right. score ten points a game. Right. Sutra, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think Texas, um, and um, and you know that we'll see about what it is that that means down the road for playoff stuff. It certainly is going to position it would position the Big Twelve for having an argument about about two teams if they had two one loss teams. Um, and, uh, and, uh, but I think it would be a little bit of a blow to the SEC. Um, so I think it's interesting, you know, there, I heard on the radio today about how folks were talking about, especially the, the LSU folks about how it is that, uh, that Texas just hasn't seen a defense like what, like with the personnel that LSU has. And my response to that is, yeah, they did. They saw it in Georgia last year and they ran all freaking over it. Yeah. Right. Um, so, um, so early in the year when everybody's healthy, um, Ellinger's healthy, um, yeah, hook them horns. Yeah. I think it'll be a great game though. And a hot building, a hot yeah. stadium. They're yeah. going to be going nuts. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. And I, and I, I'm going to say that, that I don't, you know, I don't think that Clemson's going to lose. Um, but I think that A&M game is going to be a lot more interesting than, um, than some people might think. A&M is pretty good offensively. Um, and, uh, and Jimbo has a lot of experience playing against yeah. uh, that Venables uh, defense. Yeah, he does. Uh, and it showed a little He's bit last year too. So, um, you know, and they certainly A and M has always. You know, they're kind of like for me, they're 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 the uh, the SEC analog to Arizona State, um, in that you know how ASU always kind of seems to have the defensive linemen that always kind of look the part. Um, and so, you know, A&M's pretty robust on those, on those lines. Um, and so, uh, so I, I think that that game could, uh, I think that game could go into the fourth quarter and that would be really fun too. Do you think though, that last year's result kind of determines somewhat this year's result that they're not going to, they're not sneaking up on Clemson by any, I mean, they probably never would, but, uh, you know, that that's in the back of their mind that could have some effect on the outcome being as close as it was last year. Maybe, but you know, the thing is, is that there folks thought the same thing when Clemson and Auburn, um, you know, a couple of years ago, the, right. the game was played in Auburn. It was like, you know, one of those 13 to nine things. And they were like, well, you know, Clemson was just maybe caught sleeping because Auburn didn't have a very good year that year. And then, you know, when the game was going to be played then in death Valley, that Clemson was going to run them over. And I think the score the next year was like, 1613. Right. Yeah. It was the exact same game. Um, so, uh, so I, I, th- I think it'll be close. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see about how Clemson, you know, responds obviously physically and psychologically. I think, you know, there's a real easy tendency for, um, for repeating champions to, to, to get a little bit bored and get a little bit distracted, but this is a big game for them. Cause I don't think that Outside of maybe Syracuse, I'm not sure they're going to play another top 25 team this year. Well, and they come in um, there waving the SEC flag now, not the Big 12 flag. That's all, that always makes it a bigger deal for these other conferences. Yeah. I mean, ACC, you know, ACC team maybe especially, you know, being right well, there in their backyard. And to Sutra's point, I mean, ACC is down. I mean, yeah. this is this is the highest rated team right now on the schedule that's left. Although they do play South Carolina the last week of the year. Otherwise, I mean, this is a humongous game. I oh, mean, speaking them, of, so. yeah, Cougar news on the related news on the South Carolina front. We're going to have a true freshman Helinski start uh, for the for the Gamecocks. Right. So that's definitely that. worth yeah. checking out as well. That's very They're already good. down their starter. Yeah. Yep. 
Wow, it goes fast. <laughs> All right, fellas. Good talk. Um, any final thoughts or are we good? <laughs> I, think, I think we're good, man. Go out, win the game, win the game 2-0, and stay healthy, um, chuck it around. Um, it's always good to be undefeated. Um, yeah. It is. It is. And now going forward, let's try and talk Sunday and Wednesday. Does that work? Sounds good. Sure. All right. Go Cougs. Enjoy the game, Shaney. Yes. Um, stay as long as you can tolerate it. Oh, yeah. To the bitter. How's the end. weather going to be, by the way? It looks like it's still going to be pretty seasonal. be nice. It looks like the right. rain holds off till Sunday. That'll probably change yeah. in the next 48 hours. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's so great over there in September. God, it's great. So. All right, fellas. Have a good weekend. Go Cougs, and we'll talk uh, Sunday. All right. Go Cougs. Look for me on TV. Go Cougs. Pac-12 right. Washington. Bye. <laughs> yes, that's right. Pac-12 Washington only. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. See ya.